God bless you being here with us. Appreciate that song, Brother Bill, and the songs prior and the leading of this service and things, Brother Barry, and different ones and your worship response on this Wednesday night here tonight. God bless you so much. Uh, we're going to endeavor tonight to do our best to finish this chapter up. So we have really cut a lot of verses down and just kind of going to stay uh, not all together, but for the most part, in the chapter, the remainder of this chapter. This chapter says a lot, amen, and at the ending of this chapter and the closing of it, man, there's no doubt that you and I want to be on the right side. Man chose the right direction, going down the right path, because there is a, there's going to be a time when all this winds up. The four just sung about, have leaving on my mind. You know, the Scripture has taught us, and I'll tell people this occasionally, uh, that calls it we'll cry for His coming. Well, the reason you do that is because you don't like where you're at. You're not enjoying this world and, where, and what it has to offer and what it may be offering more importantly than what it has to offer. But what it may be offering unto us is Jesus' name, apostolic people. And uh, so we may be more um to be calling and calling for him to come. Amen. But I would be ready. How about you? Why don't you just help me pray, amen, before we go into the remainder of this service tonight, that God will just help us to deliver this remainder of this chapter and pretty much the whole chapter. I only got two or three verses in the very beginning, but I'm going to do my best to try to finish it up tonight. Amen, but, but without leaving hanging in a lot of areas, but I don't, maybe not, we'll see, okay? Lord, we love you tonight and appreciate you, and we're just thankful for this opportunity to be back in the pulpit here at the house of God, and thankful for all that are able to be here, and we ask you, God, just to bless and minister to those that are not able. Some were sick, but we know that you can heal them even as we speak here tonight in the lovely name of Jesus to heal them and raise them up. We ask that your anointing and power would move upon us here tonight, and God, touch each soul, each life that's here. You have a way of just doing that. You're the only God that can do that because you're the only God that's a living God to, amen to walk in this place and to minister and to touch hearts and lives and to reveal and to speak to us to strengthen us even on this Wednesday night even from this 66th chapter of Isaiah God you help us you help us rightly divide the word and it would find its place into each heart and soul and mind and spirit in this place to give life to give encourage to give direction maybe it some needs a turning around may the others need to just be encouraged to press on but God you see it you haven't missed anything in each heart needs life it's here tonight we're asking you to help us God to preach and teach and write divide and do what you'd have us do in the Holy Ghost all the glory and praise and honor is going to be lifted to you in Jesus name we pray God bless you you may be seated thanks again to each one of you it's good to see brother Tony God bless you man come back in last night I'm not sure what time he got in this morning I said last night sometime this morning praise God we was done asleep <laughs> that moment time anyway praise God it's good to see Justin. God bless you, man. It's good to see you. It's good to see everybody. House of the Lord tonight to be in the house of God. Amen. To be with us. Amen. We're going to try our best, amen, to wind this up off of the book of Isaiah tonight, uh, the 66th chapter. And uh, there is a lot it's said in this particular chapter, so we're just going to try our best to cover as much of it as we possibly can. And... Uh, Oh, for the best of it, Brother Barry mentioned about something about the first chapter. And uh, I am going to go back to it, one verse, not start all the way back and go all the way back through. But we're going to notice even in the first chapter, when you really begin to read, it talks about the throne room, where he's at in the heavens, the earth, as he puts through in the house. Uh, let, let me make mention of that. You're going to notice here, key questions, he begins to tell them. When you begin to start trying to do things for God, and you want to do it right, and we believe in that. We want this house the best of our ability, the place that we come and worship. But I promise you, it doesn't matter what we make with these hands. It's not going to impress God. Amen. To first of all, He lets us know in this particular setting of Scriptures, amen, it was already here, and He's the one that made it to start with. So everything we got in the materialistic things, amen, in this building and all that's on these grounds and, uh, and the, the greatest facility maybe you've ever been in as a church or any other facility, amen, we really can't take a whole lot of credit, a whole lot of honor for it. Amen. He was the one that supplied it. He was the one that made the way, amen, so His hand was in 
involved in it. But he really goes from that and he really begins to talk about really what's important to him and what will move him and what, what would be pleasurable unto him. And that's how we present this body, this temple right here. Amen. And so one of the best ways that we can do that is a broken heart and a contrite spirit. If you do a study on that contrite spirit, it actually means to somebody that has remorse, amen, of who they were and what they were. And they have a true remorse about it. Not so much against man, but yes, probably against man at times, but most of all against God. Because when you got real genuine remorse about it, you're not going to go back into it. You're not going to put give this temple back to it. You're not going to let it participate and rule and reign. Come on, we'll preach to you. I've got serving if and and maybe God. I'll serve that God is the king and the master over every foul spirit, every demonic. He's the, he's the God over every spirit there is. There's no other there's no other gods. He's the only God, the only living God. I mean, the devil's not a God. He was an angel. He's a fallen angel. He's going to be a fallen angel. And God's got a place reserved for him. And I don't want to be a follower of the devil. I want to be a follower of Jesus Christ. So as we watch this here tonight, amen, really begin to unfold and begin to take place. And you're going to notice the real key things about worship. This particular chapter. I don't know it slipped in again, especially in America, that it don't make any difference where you go to church. Doesn't really matter where you worship at. Don't really make any difference if you go to church once a week, once a month, or just when ball season's in. <laughs> I'm all going to preach to us. But I will tell you something, the first murder that ever took place was over worship. And it was over who you was worshiping and how you was worshiping. Amen. Brought the first murder, amen, between Cain and Abel. And I'm telling you what, the righteousness, amen, is going to rule and reign. And the Bible makes it clear, amen, from Abel's time, amen, he's, this God's going to make it all right. This God's going to clear, the, clear, the, uh, clear it all out. and make it, We're going to see that in this particular chapter. There's ever been a generation that needs to sell themselves out to the Word of God and to the touch of God and to the presence of God. It's this generation. This thing is winding up. This thing is coming to a close and it's not time amen to get down some side road it's not time to get offended upset you're going to get upset about anything get upset about the devil get upset about darkness get upset about sin get up upset amen with things amen trying to rob you of your inheritance quit getting aggravated of spiritual leaders in your life for the touch of God the blessing of God and the word of God all that's in the Word is what's going to save us. It's what's going to get us out of here. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We ought to love anything. It ought to be the written Word of God. Some people say, y'all have too much church. You're not going to like this chapter. <laughs> You're not going to like the ending of this. <laughs> that's all we're going to have. From Sabbath to Sabbath. From you moon to you moon, all we're going to do is worship. You're going to see. Here we go. Praise God. He goes on, and you know, he begins that third verse, and I spoke a little bit about it, and, 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 and then you get into the fourth verse. Let me, let me talk about the third verse for just a minute. Hey, I will try, but y'all just, amen. He that killeth an ox is as if he that slew a man. Now, now these are acts of, of hypocritical worship. It's what these are. He that sacrificed a lamb as if he cut off a dog's neck. Amen. Now remember Matthew 6 and 6 has taught us about casting our pearl before the swine. Amen. Amen. It talked about the dog. Amen. It talks about, amen, these type of things. And so we're seeing these are types of worship. They just kind of went through the motions. They just kind of went through it but their heart wasn't in it. Hallelujah. They wouldn't be honest and sincere about it. In fact, they practice things. And it gets a little clearer. Amen. As you read on just a little further there. He said that offereth an oblation. That is if offered swine's blood. Boy, that, 
that puts a big flag up there when you start reading that. Amen. You begin to understand what was being offered, what was being given, amen, to worship. That's the reason. And I know Wednesday nights are tough. I know we're on hump day and you've been busy. I understand all of that. Hallelujah. But still on a Wednesday night, it's just as important whenever we got a dedicated time set aside and a place of worshiping that we're going to come and worship our God. By the word of God, we instructed, amen, to worship him with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our might. We're taught in the word of God that my body belongs to him, that my soul belongs to him, and that my spirit belongs to him. He didn't buy just a third part of me. He bought everything there is within me. I use that to my advantage sometimes when I feel some aches I don't like. I said, God, this body belongs to you as well as my spirit. It do some of you good, and I'm just going to step around here for just a second. It do some of you good, amen, to drive off some lazy spirits. It do some of you good, amen, to get that king spirit defeated. God Almighty could turn Cain around. The spirit of wickedness working, I'm talking about working overtime. You're kidding yourself. You can be seated. You're kidding yourself if you don't think it's not going to have the effect on the church. It's going to find every weak moment, every weak time, every weak vessel that's prone and subject to that spirit. How many of you remember some of the first school shootings we had? How many of you remember me standing in the pulpit and told you the first one, this won't be the last one? That that spirit sweeping this country and the next amen candidates is weak minded enough. I said weak minded enough. If we quit making heroes out of them, we begin to tell how rotten and how, how, how selfish they really was. It was all about them. I want to be careful, but boy, I feel something. I serve the maybe God and if God. I serve the word of God that's forever settled in heaven. And we're going to either line up with it or be held accountable. So as we watch this really unfold and begin to take place. And, and if you, he begins that. He says, yeah, they have chosen their own ways. If you've noticed, if you'll take a real serious reading of the word of God. Time after man, time, man's done what? From the very creation. <laughs> it don't take him long to fall away from God. It don't take him. Sometimes you look and you ponder. I mean, look at the time of Noah. Continually, that's all they thought about was evil and wickedness. All their imaginations. They never thought about God. They never thought about praying. Guess what? We're headed there. All we think about to eating and drinking and marrying and having a good time. Making self. <laughs> Trying to satisfy self. <laughs> but if there's ever been a generation that needs to make up in their minds, God, I'm going to make this a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto you. I'm going to tell you something else that's moved on my heart in the last few weeks, and I'm going to do a little studying and preaching on it, and that's the rulers of darkness. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. Well, watch this. What the Holy Ghost brought me about to see in prayer. We're talking about, amen, the falling away. You know how to keep from falling away? I ain't you about to fall off the edge if I stay here. These boys wasn't in these seats right now. Uh, but if the closer I get to that edge, I'm more subject to fall, am I? So I'll tell you what needs to happen. Still ain't everybody living out close. They can live on the line, amen, and stay in the church and enjoy the world. What you and I need to be doing is say, God, I want to get right in the center of the church. I want to get right dead in the middle. I don't want to figure through this. Yeah, I want to be right. You get your heart, mind, and spirit, soul to that. You won't fall away. All the way, that means you've got to get to an edge. <laughs> you've got to keep gambling with stuff and flirting with things and playing with things. You'll make up in your mind, hey, this ain't right. <laughs> you know, the Bible goes far enough to say this. Shine from even the appearance. <laughs> what I had to tell a guy one time at work. Got talking about drinking one beer a day, a day, keep the heart attack away. 
all this other kind of stuff, the good things it does for the kidney and all this other stuff. I said, really? I said, I'll tell you what. I said, tomorrow evening you come over to my house and knock on my door. <laughs> I'm sitting up in my lazy boy. I just got through drinking my one beer in a can sitting there and you walk in. What you going to think of me? He said, you don't have to say no more. He said, you don't have to say nothing else. He said, you're right. <laughs> he said, I'd lose all respect. Too much of the church is too worried about the world. Thinking the world's getting by with too much fun. Nobody can have more. You, nobody in the world can get more drunk than the church. Nobody in the world can go higher than the church. I tell you, God can take your church. You don't even know if you're in your body or not, baby. Oh, I got Bible to back it up. You ask your apostle. Man, I don't even know if I was in it. That's a trip if you ask me. Drugs can't do that for you. Drugs will mess your mind up. When drugs get through you, they'll send you down to a dead end road. Cause you to lose out with God. But when the Holy Ghost gets a hold of you, I tell you, when the Holy Ghost gets a hold of you, hey, when the Holy Ghost gets a hold of you, those other spirits have got to go. What needs to happen to this generation is get another good old fashioned hunger and thirst after the things of God. Give me more of God. I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to bless his name in the morning. As we were singing that, I said, God, I want to wake up in the morning just to speak in tongues. I want to wake up in the morning just to worship you. I want to face tomorrow, amen, because I want to bless your name. I know we're having heartaches and a lot of problems, and, but you know what? God's not going to fail his church. God's not going to fail his people by the name. We're going to see that in this. <laughs> Watch this. Yea, they have chosen their own ways. Their souls delighteth in their abominations. I don't know where it's at, but I'm sure they were some folks this past Sunday instead of having church. They had a Super Bowl party. And probably before it was over with, they might have had a split in the church. Because our team didn't win. <laughs> and they said, ah, that, should, wouldn't have been, that shouldn't have been a touchdown. Or they should have called interference. Carnality, amen, is hostile against God and the things of God. Why, you think you're living in a generation that wants less church and more of the world, but still go to heaven and nobody tell them any difference. But let the homosexuals and lesbians and everybody else just go to heaven with everybody. Hey, I'll tell you the word of God's going to keep us out. I'm sorry, folks. Pressure's on. Pressure's on, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to see revival. If we're going to see a move of God, we better get after it. Amen. If you're planning on making it, you better sell out. Amen. I'm telling you, this God will buy you. He's purchased you. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you what, he'll buy you in full. You don't worry about the baggage. You don't worry about the trash. You don't worry about the back bills. I'm telling you, he paid a price, amen, to pay it in full. But I'm going to tell you something. He's not looking for motels and hotels. He's looking for a place that he can homestead. Because there's not a place that he can't buy, that he can't keep it. You don't have to worry about the taxes. You don't have to worry about the, 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 the caterpillars and, and the locusts coming eating it up. I'm all preaching to you. Hallelujah. He's not going to do it. You don't have to worry about the foul spirits and the wickedness and all that. What you've got to do is connect to God and connect to the Word of God and build on a fellowship with Him. And the closer you get to Him and the more you walk with Him, I tell you, there's a less of effect of the world that's upon us. I tell you, there's never been a time the church, the church needs to repent. Turn from her wicked ways. Worship matters. They, they thought... Or they thought it was a pleasure. Somebody come in the hardware store the other day talking about how they had a beer with her, with her pastor. Well, you know, some people don't see no problem with that. They don't see nothing wrong with drinking. Of course, they don't see nothing wrong with crowding either. 
Lord, help me here tonight. I, I don't know where all. I wouldn't even, well, I'm gonna try my best to finish this now. Hallelujah. I talking about the Lord also will choose their delusions. Amen. I, I'm gonna choose their mockings. Amen. I, I'm gonna choose, amen. Hallelujah, their calamities. I'm gonna choose, hallelujah, how to deal with their false beliefs. Because you got to understand something when you've been deluded, your false beliefs are opinions. That means you believe in it until you die. Amen. When God, amen, closes a lid, when God, amen, shuts you down, hallelujah, you'll believe a lie and be damned. Hallelujah, you sell yourself out to it. You give everything you got to it and head it in the wrong direction. I'm telling you, if it's ever been a generation that needs to get back in the book and say, not what seemeth to be right, but what is right. We don't need to know what seemeth to be right. We need to know it's right. And there is a way to make it right in this good old book. If it's against it, God's against it. And if God's against it, you and I have a right to hate it and be against it. I don't hate the person, but I hate the sin. Because it's a sin, amen, the lying spirit that's going to cause him to bust hell wide open. goes from that, he says, we'll bring their fears upon them. This country hasn't seen nothing yet. We're, see, we're seeing a little bit of it. I mean, it may not be the end of this little thing that's going on, folks. I'm praying God have mercy, God have grace, God help us. Hallelujah. But that right there can get on this country and get a hold of us. There's more people dying, hallelujah, today than I've ever, ever really realized and understood. Amen. Dying on the left and on the right, young and old and all in between. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, it's ever been a time. We better shake ourselves. I know there's a lot of things pulling you. I know there's a lot of things advertising itself for you. And there's a lot of dreams that you want. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to preach to young people one night. I'm going to get them maybe one Friday night. I'm going to tell you something God's been working on me about this week. What's your dreams, young people? What are you really dreaming about? What you really got a vision for? Hallelujah, because that's what's going to make all the difference in the world. We need dreams of God and the power of God. Walking with God day in and day out. Amen. Hallelujah, not up and down and mad and grumbling and all this bad attitude stuff. Hey, you get a good dose of Holy Ghost and stay full of the Holy Ghost. Attitude problems will change. I don't want to get on that one. That's for another time. So here we go. He says, we choose to lose fear is going to come upon them because when I called, none did answer. Hey, God's still calling. Many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. We got to make up our mind, I'm going to be one of those chosen vessels. Hey, man, I'm going to be one of them, amen, that's going to run the race and fight the fight. I'm going to be one of them, amen, that wants me to go down the course that he wants me to go down. It doesn't matter what your A's is. It don't have anything to do with that. You got to make up in your mind tonight, no matter if you're old, it doesn't matter if you're young. If you're at the age of accountability and you know right and wrong, hallelujah, then you're expected to start doing what's right. You're expected, amen, by the help of God, by the help of a good church like this, and the help of the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, do what's right. And with his help, I'm telling you, in this house, we can worship him in spirit and it's you God didn't put nothing in this book but this help that we cannot do that's the reason Paul said amen I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me oh Lord what's this when I spake they did not hear but they did evil before my eyes and chose that in which I delighted not if I no delight in that Define no glory in that. Hear the word of the Lord. He that tremble at his word. And I'd love to spend, amen, a few minutes. Amen. I got a whole page of scriptures of different ones that trembled. Amen. Right down to Paul. Amen. When he heard the word of God and he heard the voice of God. How long just being since the word of God called you to tremble? How long just being since the word of God brought you to a reality place and brought you to a place that you know what? Hallelujah. I'm going to have to give account for the word of God. I'm going to have to give an account for the blessings of God. I'm going to have to give an account, amen, for the deeds that's done in my body. They got a doctrine out there, amen, now. Eternal salvation. There's an eternal salvation, but not here. Amen. There's coming a time when you're going to get a glorified body. There's coming a time when the devil's going to be bound, amen, on the lake of fire. Hallelujah, you don't have to worry about him. And there'll be eternal salvation. But until then, we got to be vigilant and sober, and we got to be watching, and we got to be praying, and we got to be pushing. And I'll tell you something, heaven is an upper climb. It's not something you're going to get on some little slide-in stuff. And this is just easy, believe it stuff. Oh, no. you got to Make up in your mind who you're going to give yourself to. And let me tell you something. Not only are you going to give yourself to God, you've got to resist the devil. Uh, Ooh, praise God. Man, I'm telling you, I feel something in this house tonight. Uh, 
Hear the word of the Lord, then tremble at his word. Your brethren that hated you and that cast you out for my name's sake said, let the Lord be glorified, but he shall appear to your joy and they shall be ashamed to watch that. They cast you out because you believe the name. They cast you out, amen. Hey, I'm telling you, this is some prophecy, somewhat 2,500 years, I'm guessing at that, amen, before the coming of the Messiah or since the coming of the Messiah and then we understand the name, we've understood what's happened here in America about the name. How do you pray in every God except in the name of Jesus? How do you pray in Buddha, you can, the Muslims and everybody else, how do you can just seem to do what they want to do? But I'll tell you, when you start talking about praying in the name of Jesus, two or three can stick their old head up and do a little complaining and all the political world wants to shut it down. You know why? Because the political world is ruled and dominated but the spiritual wickedness in high places. That's why. Well, they wouldn't like that. Boy, they sent that one up there. They wouldn't like it, wouldn't they? Well, they're full of the devil. Well, oh, God, help me here tonight. Man, I feel something. Oh, namesake. Got to talk about the name a little bit. I won't take long. I'll just take it just a moment. I still do my best to try to finish. Hate it for the name's sake. We're going to be persecuted for the name's sake. Let me ask you something. Are you ready to be persecuted for the name's sake? Are you ready enough, amen, to be persecuted, to be cast out? I could take you, amen, when he healed the little young man. Hallelujah. And they cast him out of the tabernacle. Hallelujah. Because they was calling on the name of Jesus and the parents wouldn't even stand up for him. Hey, he's of age. He can speak for himself because they was afraid, amen, because anybody that became a disciple of Jesus Christ would be cast out of the tabernacle. Amen. And I'll tell you something. we got to make up in our minds. Watch this. If you go and read the parable or read the portion of Scripture that Jesus taught us about loving your fathers and your mothers and your sons and your daughters and all the other things. Hallelujah. If you read that Scripture, if you back up, it's dealing with the name. you got to love Jesus Christ above everything else. you got to love the truth above everything else. It doesn't matter who's coming or who's going. No, we're not a bunch of rebels. And I pray every day, God, I don't be no rebel. I don't act like no rebel. I don't act like some high-minded somebody. No, I am what I am by the grace of God. I wouldn't be here but for His grace and mercy and kindness. I didn't earn my way here. And I ain't big enough to keep myself here. It's a loving, caring God that's keeping me here and keeping the devil out of my life and making me victorious. But on the other hand, hallelujah, you can't compromise and, and then distort the word of God. No, it's the word of God that's going to keep us. It's the word of God that's going to get us out of here. So he goes from that. Let the Lord be glorified, but he shall appear, watch this, to your joy. Our day's coming. I'd love to take you some of them scriptures because here's the deal. Every time Jesus talks about it, he says your reward's in heaven. If we're not careful, we want God to do all the rescuing, all the delivering, all the protection here. We want it with the least amount of struggles. Anybody ever prayed for something and there's a little uh-oh or two come up and you say, well, this can't be the will of God. We'll tell you something. If you heard God and it's in the Word of God and you know it's in the will of God, I don't care how big a storm came up against you. Didn't change none of that. What's going to be the outcome of that is, man, is if you're sold out to the will of God and if you believe it was a God and if it was the will of God, then God will see you through that. <laughs> if He has to come riding in after midnight... <laughs> Scared the daylights out of you. I don't know what spirit this is. Oh, don't be afraid. It's just me. I just come to your rescue. Hallelujah. I just come to break up in this old dungeon place here. I mean, when you begin to pray and begin to sing about me, I just have a tendency to show up. And they can throw you in whatever dungeon they want to throw you in. They can throw you in whatever cave they want to throw you in. But you can't keep this God out. David made it plain. They can't go no. You and I can't either. We got to get over some of that and not worry about all that. But what we got to be concerned and worried about, Lord, am I worshiping you in spirit and truth? Lord, is my praise. Uh, uh, glorifying your name. Am I lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubt? Have I got a pure heart? Have I got a clean conscience? Hallelujah, you bought me inside and out. I had a old baggage on the inside and you some kind of excuses. Well, if you was living where I was living and doing what I... Don't listen to all that mess. Worship makes a difference. He said, what's this one? Boy, this is a couple of verses here. <laughs> i tell you what, a lot of these guys didn't want to fool with them either. <laughs> Watch this. I got my own opinion about this, and this is me, William Moore. If it's wrong, I'm wrong. 
Before she travailed, and he's talking about Zion here, he's talking about the city. Let me back up one a voice of noise from the city. Noise there, if you go to Hebrew, means roar or rushing by implying destruction. If you go to Joel 3 and 16, Amos 1 and 2, it uses a word, a noise, it's just a roar. Amen. Coming, amen. Such force and such power. Amen. And he says, What's this? A voice or a noise from the city. Notice that. A voice from what? The temple. And guess whose voice it is? The voice of the Lord that redeemed that rendereth recompense to his enemy. I'm going to tell you something. If you're not walking up right and just before God, amen, your reward's going to come and nobody's going to get outside of it. If you go back and read all of Isaiah, that's exactly what Isaiah's telling us all the way through it. From the Babylonian captivity and all the rest of it. Hallelujah, Jesus Christ is going to be Messiah. Jesus Christ is going to be victorious. And I'm telling you, if there's ever been a generation, we need to sell out to Jesus because we're going to win. It doesn't matter what the score looks like. It doesn't it doesn't matter how much pressure you're against. It doesn't matter how many bad days you're having. I'd rather have a bad day living for Jesus. Hallelujah. Have a good day living for the world and the things of the world. I'd rather have to struggle in. Hallelujah. From paycheck to paycheck. And do whatever I got to do to stay in the, the graces and mercies of God. And under the umbrella of his protection. Hallelujah. And be what God wants me to be. Hallelujah. Than to lose my soul. Hallelujah. The riches of this world. He goes on from that. A voice from the temple, recompense, and, and I won't take time. But before she travailed, she brought forth. Oh, talking about the city. That's impossible. How many of your ladies ever had the baby natural or thereabout, but you didn't travail before having the baby? I'll mess with you a little bit. She brought forth before her pains came. Have you ever had a baby without a boy? Didn't even have no pains. Had pains afterward. Huh. That's right. Before the city of Jerusalem was destroyed, and there was a son. Go back to the. That's not the only sign he gave us. He gave us another. Hey Amen. When the king wouldn't ask one, he said, I give you one. He said, He's going to come from a virgin. <laughs> Amen. There's going to be a child born before you ever travail. Amen. Before pain ever hits you, there's going to be a child already born and delivered and ready. <laughs> Tell you right now, this God's got every one of your days mapped out and marked. Hallelujah. And all and everything you're going to need. That's the reason Jesus Christ himself told us. I said, don't you worry about tomorrow. Don't you try again all the words tomorrow and just overwhelm you today. He said, I got him. I got him. I got him. He said, I'm the same yesterday and today and forever. And so if he got me through yesterday and the day before and the day before, guess what? He's going to get me through today and tomorrow and next week and next month and 10 years and 100 years. Hallelujah. 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 Are you understanding what I'm telling you? God's already made a way. So he's telling him here. Hallelujah. She was delivered of a, a man child. Notice it said a man child. Not just any child. A man child. Who hath heard such a thing. Might have heard such a thing. <laughs> Who hath seen such things. Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion travails, she brought forth her children. Now watch this. Because of that one coming. Amen. Prior. Now all the 4,000 years is looking for that one. Hallelujah. But now, amen, for 2,000 years, hallelujah, through that one. And as we travail and intercede through the one called Jesus Christ, hallelujah, birth, amen, can take place on the earth. That means that he can have sons and daughters baptized in the Holy Ghost, baptized in the Spirit of God, and we become the sons of God because there is a Jesus, hallelujah, that was born, hallelujah, paid a price and made a way that you and I can live an overcoming life. And guess what? And live it in abundance. Ooh, praise God. Still with me? <laughs> Shall I bring it to birth? Bring it to birth and not cause it to spring forth? Saith the Lord, shall I cause to spring forth and shut the womb? Saith the Lord. Am I going to bring that point? No. No. God's going to do his part. God's going to do his part. You watch all oh, this is winding up and coming to a close. Amen. It's, watch what's going to happen and unfold upon the earth and in the judgment and different things like that happen. Amen. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad with her. All ye that love her, rejoice for joy with her. All ye that mourn for her. Why? Why is Jerusalem so important? Hallelujah. Jerusalem is going to be the capital of the world one day. Hallelujah. Jerusalem is the city. Hallelujah. That's where it's all happening at. 
That's where it's going to take place. That's where all nations. He's going to talk about some of that. You watch him right here. That he may, may and some of this kind of gets a little bit, but just understand what's being said. I won't read the next two verses. I just kind of, or the next verse, but you read it. You see what it's talking about. But it's talking about nursing. It's talking about supplying. You watch this. Hallelujah. It talks about milk. Hallelujah. Brother Barry just told me the other night. Hallelujah. Read a little article. Heard a little article. Said, hey, actually, one thing that anybody can really survive off is milk. You had one, one thing that you needed to survive off of, and he can tell it better probably than I can. Hey Amen. It's milk. Hallelujah. Read that scripture. It's coming out of Jerusalem. It's coming through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know what? I tell you what some of us need to do. We need to quit walking around like we're just getting by day in and day out. Hallelujah. Mumbling and grumbling. God's got an expected end for you. That's what's going to happen to you. You stay with the Word of God. You're going to be victorious. You stay with the Word of God. You're going to happen. That's what's going to happen. My, my. I'm trying to hurry. I ain't pulling my watch out. For thus saith the Lord, behold, I will extend peace to her. Watch this. It's back up again. I'm sorry. My, my, my. Yeah. Shut up. Oh, I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. For thus saith the Lord, behold, I will extend peace to her like a river, man. Anybody got any peace in the house tonight? Everybody got the Holy Ghost order been raised in your hand? Yeah, I got some peace because I know the Prince of Peace. I know the Maker. In fact, the Word of God called me a Maker of Peace. Well, I'll fix the safe something here. You claim the Holy Ghost, but anytime you show up on a scene, it causes chaos. You better check your Holy Ghost. Well. Now, there, are, there, is, there is a difference. Go back to that same scripture I mentioned earlier. Jesus talking about in the home. He said, I didn't come to bring peace. But it's over the gospel. When he gets down to the gospel, and if, 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 if anything's going to separate a family, it, it should be nothing but the gospel. Let that one soak in a little while. Gospel is the only thing that you should love more than you love your family. And if they don't love it and fall in love with it, and if they want to cast you out, you go ahead. God got you. If he prepared a fish for joy, he'll prepare a fish for us. I didn't say it'd be easy, but I'm telling you, God will not owe no man. He'll ride with us. He'll walk with us. He'll be with us. Hallelujah. As one whom his mother comforteth, so will I comfort you. And he shall be comforted in Jerusalem. Uh, boy, ain't nobody like a mama can comfort you. And you get all banged up and hurt and all these other good things. And Man, it, uh, there ain't too many kids going to run to daddy unless mama's just not around. Most of them I want to know, where's mama? <laughs> Your job is to carry me to mama. That's all you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. And so that's what he's like in Jerusalem. What's going to be pouring out of it. When he see this, your heart shall rejoice. Your bones shall flourish like an herb. Strengthen, man. They're going to grow up like overnight, man. Anybody ever seen them old canes? Anybody got any canes playing around the house? I got some. You ought to come get them. I wish you'd come get them all with the roots and everything. You can almost watch them things in the springtime grow. I got herb, man. Hallelujah. He talks about the bones are going to grow. The hand of the Lord shall be known toward his servants and his indignation toward his enemy. Notice the two things he keeps bringing out. Hallelujah. Those that was his disciples. Those that was following him and believed in him. Hallelujah. Everybody's going to know it. Hallelujah. But also the enemy. Amen. They're going to know because his indignation is going to come against them. For behold, the Lord will come with fire and with chariots like of whirlwind and to render his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. That's into those that's rebellious, that's full of themselves, and wants to walk in sin, and servants of sin, and walk in darkness, and the lust of the world, and the things of the world. Hey, this is what's going to be waiting on them, amen, when this time comes. He says, by fire and by the sword will the Lord plead with all flesh. In other words, he's going to judge all flesh. The slain of the Lord shall be many. The slain of the Lord shall be many. Hallelujah. They that sanctify themselves and purify themselves in the gardens behind 
one tree in the midst eating swine's flesh those that sanctified themselves that justified themselves they were not justified they were not sanctified they done it themselves in the gardens behind one tree eating swine's meat Worshiping where we want to worship, worship where we want to worship, worship how we want to worship. I tell you, God's got something to say about it. <laughs> and the abominations and the mouse shall be consumed together, saith the Lord. For I know their works and their thoughts. It shall come that I will gather all nations and tongues, and they shall come and see my glory. I'm going to gather them. They're going to watch it. They're going to see it. They're going to see this one God. It won't be in three persons either. I know they're a lot smarter than I am and a lot more educated than I am. But even I got enough sense to know that the third person couldn't father the second person. Huh. I will set a sign among them. You know, there was always those who was looking for signs. Looking for this, looking for that. And I will send those that escape of them unto the nations. This here, the Tarshish, actually, it talks about, and it talks about uh, Paul and Lude, and it talks about the drawing the bow and turmoil. Actually, these are places, even the isles are far off as the Gentile works. I believe these are terms, amen, that was very familiar to the readers of Isaiah. Locations and places of things that was going to happen and things that was going to take place. You take even Tarshish. If you'll ever remember, you hear the statement made, the fleet of Tarshish. Amen. It's like a navy. It's like a great host of ships and all bringing in stuff and doing things. And so you're going to see these things happening and taking place since God's hand works and as it moves. And they shall bring all your brethren for an offering unto the Lord out of all nations upon horses and chariots and litters. This litters actually is a covered wagon upon mules, upon swift beasts and to all my holy mountain, Jerusalem, saith the Lord. As the children of Israel bring an offering in a clean vessel. Notice he puts that in there. Hallelujah. Into the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Not just any vessel. It's got to be a clean vessel. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you got to see where he's bringing them in. He's bringing those that are scattered, even though he had scattered them to the four corners. Hello, I'm going to bring them. I'm going to join them. I'm going to bring them all back together. They're going to be on different types of means and ways, amen, for this to transpire and for it to take place. He goes on from that. He says, And I will also take of them for priests and for Levites, saith the Lord. For as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, saith the Lord, and so shall your seed and your, your, name, your name shall remain, or your, your name shall remain. Now watch what he just say. I'm going to have a new heaven and a new earth, and, and you're going to remain. This is what to those is following Jesus Christ that sold out to him. Amen. The unbelievers. Doubters. The list just goes on and on. How often did Paul name the list throughout the writings of the New Testament? Amen. But you know what? We want to be a part of this group, this group here. We want to be a part of what's happening here. Amen. And it shall come to pass huh, that from one new moon to another and from one Sabbath to another shall all flesh come to worship before me saith the Lord. That new heaven, that new earth, all that flesh. I don't know how God's working all that out. I'm not, I'm not smart enough for all that. I can tell you one thing, we're going to worship Him. He's going to be the only one to be worshipped to. You don't have to worry about any of the rest of it. You don't have to worry about any other things happening. And they shall go forth and look upon the carcasses. Now notice this. Notice what was just said. What's going to happen to them. You notice the two different things that's happening. And you can stand. I'm, I'm about through. Watch this last verse. Why do you think Moses woke up one day and you know, come to the conclusion he'd rather suffer the afflictions of Christ than enjoy the, the pleasures of sin for a season? I can't deny to you that the drawing of that and the pulling of that's real. But I can tell you one thing, if you'll make up your mind, you don't have to give yourself to it. 
And you can do it with the right spirit and the right attitude. And I think that's going to mean something this end time. If we're going to win people. We don't need no Pentecostal snobs. We don't need people that just want to act like they're know-it-alls and high-minded. And, no. In fact, if they're not careful, they'll do more harm than good. Destroy more than they'll help. But if you look at this last verse here. They shall go forth and look upon the carcasses of the men that have transgressed against me. This is the Lord talking. He said, I'm going to look upon the carcasses. For their worm, their worm shall not die. Neither shall their fire be quenched. And they shall be an abhorring unto all flesh. Well, what a way to finish. 66 chapters of Isaiah. Not a whole lot preached about hell and the lake of fire. Probably's, probably's not preached about as much as it should be. Sometimes you'll have a tendency to forget about eternity. But we gotta we gotta face eternity. And there's no escape. No escape for nobody under the sound of my voice. No escape for anybody that's ever born into this world. Huh. And by the scripture. That's a read is so important for that second birth. Listen to what I'm telling you. Just as much as a natural birth. And that child has got to breathe. It may have survived for nine months in the womb, but whenever it comes and birth forth, it's got to breathe on its own now. I still remember, I can still see Heath. It's 30-something years ago, but I can still see him. Looking through that little curtain about like this. I'll never forget whenever my wife had birthed him, and I was in there with her. That was one time and only. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I didn't, I didn't, I, I stood up there with her <laughs> at the head. Uh, I mean, that's just what, no, I wasn't in all that. But anyway, you can call me a sissy if you want to, but I can gut any deer you can gut. <laughs> uh, hallelujah. But anyway, <clears throat> doctor made one comment to me. He said, hey, see, we don't spank them, do all that to get them. And, and he had, he had cried a little bit, but then, hey, in a minute, he, he kind of left us. And then he stepped back over. He said, hey, he said, we figured I'd take him over. There's something wrong. We can't keep him breathing. And one thing after another. And, I don't remember Miss Ford. She may remember this. I remember when them double doors opened up. And my wife was bringing us out. First thing out of her mouth says, where's the baby? And she didn't say, how y'all was doing? Nothing. She said, where's the baby? And uh, so sure enough, they had him in there. And they had him all hooked up. And he was crying. And hey, I remember looking through that little. And that's what it was all about. Sugar. He had to breathe. He had to breathe on his own. I'm going to tell you something. I don't care what you got to lay down. I don't care what you got to repent over. I don't care what what lifestyle, what your past is consisted of, what you've been taught, there's a second breath that's got to, you got to breathe before you leave this world. This vessel has got to experience a second birth. Amen. And that's the breath of God. To be a child of God, to become a son of God or a daughter of God. Read it. It's in your Bible. Jesus taught us this. That's the reason he breathed on them disciples and prophets. He said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. It's the breath of God. You've got to receive it. And, and as much as those disciples had to receive it, Mary had to receive it. And 120 in that upper room. And if you'll read the book of Acts, you'll see everybody had to receive it. And I know I'm preaching the same old thing over and over. But I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to keep preaching it. There's too many folks out there that don't believe it. But it's still in the book. It's still in the book. And you know what? You can experience it. And why in the world wouldn't we want to experience some God? Why we want to know Him and the power of His Spirit and the power of His love? Why we, we want to breathe in the Holy Ghost and walk in that truthfulness? There's no greater peace. There's no greater love. There's no greater experience on the face of the earth than a genuine baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I'm not going to hurt them through like a bunch of cows. I'm not in. I'm not worried about man's number because that number ain't going to mean nothing. Amen. And the last day when it's all over with and we stand before God on the judgment day, the only number is going to count is those as he wrote in the Lamb's Book of Life. And if Jesus don't write the name in the Lamb's Book of Life, I don't care how much speaking in tongues they're doing. I don't care how many miracles they're doing. I don't care what else they're doing. I'm telling you, you're going to be lost and undone. Oh. 
I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't know how heaven can be heaven if I can walk to a place and see. I don't know how heaven can be heaven if I know some of my loved ones didn't make it. But God will work all that out. I know a lot of them uses the scripture. They say that, well, we'll be known as we are. We're going to be known as what? As disciples of Jesus Christ. That's what we're going to be known as. Because the only ones that's going to win this thing is the disciples of Jesus Christ. That's who's going to win it. Nobody else. Muslims and all the rest of them say what they want to and they can blow my brains out, but it won't change that. It's forever settled in heaven and there's not a man or religion going to change it. That's just the way it is. I'm not being ugly. I'm not being rude. Some of y'all looking at me like. Five seconds in eternity. Five seconds. You'll either be full of overwhelming joy or regret that you didn't listen to that old crazy country boy about the Word of God. I wish I could do it for everybody, but you can't do it. Can't live it for you, can't make it, can't force you. You got to do it. And watch this. Take you all the way back to that scripture. A broken, contrite heart. God won't despise. Contrite, if you do a study on it, really means to have true remorse of the unrighteousness. And if you can keep that alive in your heart, in your spirit, you can make it. You can make it. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Got an announcement here. This is for the men. I'll get with them. We're going to have uh, men's breakfast Sunday morning. I'll get with you about that Sunday morning. Let me read a thank you card from Opal Nim. She brought it Sunday night. You're right there when it mattered most. With your help and support. For the many prayers and fastings, and calls, text messages during Joseph's illness and hospital stay. We thank you deeply for the food, which was some of the best. <laughs> she puts a little smiley face. The church and the beautiful flowers, thank you. Your prayers were felt. And the thankfulness and cares towards our family means more than words can express. Please continue to lift us up in prayer as we will try to find a new normal. Love, Opal, Westy, Christie, Marathon, and grandchildren. Let me thank you again for your kindness in that time and prayers. There's no doubt they were felt, and we appreciate it. So we must continue to pray for others uh, to show that same likeness of compassion, concern. Uh, that really makes a difference. It really does. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Just don't forget ladies' meeting tomorrow night, 7 o'clock in the Fellowship Hall.